Tēnā koutou katoa no mai haina mai ki te irirangi o te waiheki uh, Kua tai mai au hia tēnei rā ki te kōrero tia uh, me te peni henare Kia ora penere, uh, peni uh, uh, No mai haina mai ki te, uh, ki te irirangi um, I'm here this morning to uh, talk to uh, Penny Henare, who is the Labour candidate, or the incumbent candidate, I suppose, for the uh, Tamaki Makoto electorate in this year's um, election. Uh, welcome, Penny. Yeah, kia ora, kia ora tātou katoa e te hunga e whakarongo mai ana, uh, koutou o te reo irirangi o Waiheke, ko puare mai ngā kuaha kiau. Thank you for having me. It's yeah. a great opportunity to turn the weather on. <laughs> it is. It's a it's a beautiful day here uh, today on uh, Waiheke Island. Um, so, Penny, we thought we would um, you know just begin with getting a little bit of um, just to, to maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. We know that you are the incumbent uh, MP in this in this role, but uh, just maybe your relationship to the Tamaki Makoto, even to Waiheke Island, yeah. and uh, yeah. Kia ora. Oh, well, kia ora, everybody. Obviously, my name's Penny Henare. Uh, I'm a descendant of the tribes of the far north, uh, so originally from Northland, but uh, grew up in Tamaki Makoto, was born in Tamaki Makoto, mm-hmm. uh, went to school in Tamaki Makoto, did my college years, though, uh, back up north. You know the old story, when your old man went to a school, you had to go to that school too, so that was me. Uh, then moved back to Auckland to go to uh, university and have been here ever since, yep. and with respect to Waiheke, um, I've been out here a number of times to the Marae Te Piritahi, uh, caught up with the whānau out here, got a few whānau members around here. Um, so yeah, it's a grand opportunity now that Waiheke is in the Tāmaki Makoto mm-hmm. electorate from 2020, never used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first started in 2014 as the MP for Tāmaki Makoto, Waiheke wasn't in the electorate, uh, so now it's a grand opportunity to come on out here. Yeah. Um, Penny, did you have a long, um, how did you get into politics? Did yeah. you have a, um, was it something that's been in your whānau or was it just something that you picked, you know, that you were interested in from a yeah. young man? Interestingly enough, my Form 2 year, for those old mm-hmm. enough to remember Form 2, don't yeah. ask me what year like that is, year twelve eight now, or something, 12. something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, Calvin Davis was my Form 2 teacher. Ah. And uh, he recalls, even back then, I talked about wanting to be a politician. Uh, I think it was because I was argumentative, but anyway, as a teacher, he was really good to me, and um, I've been really fortunate to come from a family of public service. Mm. Uh, my family, in fact, are the fifth longest-serving family in Parliament. Uh, my great-grandfather was uh, Taitokero MP. Back in those days, there were only four constituencies for Māori. Mm. Taitokero went from the Cape all the way down to Hamilton, yeah. uh, and so that was my great-grandfather. was there for 28 years. And then my rat bag cousin, Tohenare Jr., might be better known to many from Teata 2 out in West Auckland. Uh, he was an MP for some time and then myself. So uh, it's been in the blood. It's mm. in the family. My family have been long servants of communities throughout New Zealand. Wow, that's uh, yeah, certainly a uh, interesting whakapapa in the uh, in the political <laughs> realm in, in Aotearoa. Sadly, you're national though. Oh, were they? <laughs> <laughs> My great grandfather was in the at the birth or the genesis of the National Party. And wow! Obviously, my cousin Tau Henari yeah, finished his yeah. career at uh, with the National Party, so you can imagine my family reunions are a little bit awkward. But <laughs> so, what what's 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 kind of brought you over into the originally to the Labour Party? Yeah, look, in 2014, uh, actually, the Maori Party mm. and Labour Party asked me to stand and. Okay. 
um, after meeting with my Fano and talking about how best I can make an impact and mm. progress a number of kaupapa that our people are passionate about, we decided that the Labour Party mm. would would be that party. And mm. my father used to always say to me, you know, it doesn't matter what horse you ride into, ride in on, as mm. long as you're on the horse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we chose Labour in 2014. And for me, uh, politics has worked out okay. I mean, 2014 we we're in opposition. Yeah. So I got to cut my teeth. And then in 2017, um, with my tuahine Jacinda, we became the government, mm. uh, and I've been a minister ever since then, and it's been quite a rise. Right, yeah. Um, so, I mean, we'd like to try and keep some of the conversation around Waiheke yeah. and, and, and sort of local issues that are affecting uh, our community uh, over the last sort of decade and mm. even looking into the future. So. What, and, and it also particularly um, given that you you are you were standing as the in the Maori uh, electorate for Tamaki Makoto, so um, I suppose the issues that are facing Maori on well in the electorate, but mm. even on Waiheke mm. lately, there have been a few. Um, there's been some interesting issues around Putiki Bay, etc. Yeah. So, what do you think are the most sort of important issues that are facing Maori in the f- in the near future mm. on Waiheke and even possibly wider? Yeah, look, broadly speaking, obviously the first uh, cab off the rank, if you will, is the cost of living, mm. and I think that's the same here as it is in the city. Mm. It's not cheap to live at the moment, and high inflation has obviously taken its toll on our country, and it's the first thing I hear about everywhere I go from Fano, all across Tamaki Makoto, and even some of the Fano I've already been in touch with out here in Waiheke's cost mm. of living. If we bring matters locally, if you will, a little bit more, housing is the one that I'm, I'm hearing about. Yeah. Uh, just the availability of housing. Uh, you know, there's uh, uh, a strong-held view in some parts of, of Auckland that this place is a rich man's paradise. Yeah. Um, but actually, there are whanau out here who don't have access to good housing. Uh, and then the next one that um, I've, I'm always talk, people talk to me about out here is the environment. Mm. And it is about the way that we protect the hauraki, broadly speaking. But of course, Waiheke is a big part of that. So, you know, those are just some of the some of the issues. Um, I'm, I'm no doubt there are a few more. I've, yeah, yeah. People have spoken to me about the ferries and, mm. and, and some of the public infrastructure out here. Um, but those are the ones that I hear of the most. These uh, seem to be issues that are, you know, being battled out quite um, vociferously on the media at the moment, between uh, particularly between National and and yourself. Do you? Um, I mean, what what points of difference is the Labour Party? What can they actually bring to the table mm. about uh, things like cost of living yeah. this time around, as opposed to some of the proposals that we've heard from National, etc.? What I mean, what do you, what would you say the sort of ideological point of differences between yourself and the National Party? Yeah, look, I've always been clear, and which is why I joined Labour is it is about the people, mm. and it is about in particular working class people, just average citizens mm-hmm. who 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 need support, need a bit of. Uh, encouragement and that's where uh, I think we offer a significant point of difference um, because we are here for your common auntie and uncle mm-hmm. you know the, the person you'll see down the road mm. uh, and we've already done a few things to alleviate the cost of pressures uh, uh, cost of living pressures that are on everybody and we you know most people will have already seen some of our policies removal of GST on fruit and veg yep. increased working for families and I'm more than happy to talk about those but but I think ultimately, though, the biggest thing for me is my biggest concern coming into this election is uh, 
we lose a lot of the progress that we've made over the last six years. And as a minister in, in the Labour-led government for the past six years, you know, I can tell you um, under my stewardship, the Kaupapa of Whānau Order has received 145% increase in funding and mm. has been baselined and secured for the future. Mm. Uh, things like Māori housing, I was Associate Housing Minister who was able to write our Māori housing policy, which I think Waiheke would fit perfectly into mm. that particular policy to allow us to grow houses and all those are gone if uh, Labour aren't re-elected and that's what scares me the most. So one of our big kōrero as we're going about getting votes and talking to communities is we want to protect what we've built but we must continue to progress mm. and from what I've seen from the likes of National and ACT uh, sadly is I'm of the opinion well, it will take Māori in particular mm. back decades and that's what we don't want. Okay, um, so um, maybe bringing it uh, strictly you know, back to Waiheke Island itself, we've had um, some, and, and possibly back to the to one of your uh, your main co-op, which was about the Taio, the, mm. the the natural world, and you know, as as you've seen, we are in a particularly beautiful part of uh, of the Tamaki Makoto uh, area, and we're also but quite a delicate. Um, uh, ecosystem as well that's been under a lot of pressure by things like developers um, and tourism. I noticed that you are the Minister for Tourism, uh, currently the Minister for Tourism. So we have had um, some issues down with uh, Putiki Bay on Waiheke, particularly around um, who holds kaitiaki rights um, and obligations for uh, decisions around who represents Māori best on Waiheke. How do you think that... Um, would you have an opinion on how these kind of competing interests between or within iwi on the island yeah. might be best um handled uh, going forward so that you you know yeah have a clearer vision for all parties yeah look and and this happens through settlements and other kopapa like the putiki uh, uh where you've got an overlapping interest and iwi mm. tend to battle it out and and it's not ideal Mm. But it's an acknowledgement that there is an overlapping interest in some parts. Obviously, Ngāti Paua, one of the key drivers there. What we've always been clear on when we work with iwi is let's focus on what we're trying to achieve here mm. as a starting point. So with the likes of the fragile ecosystem that you've already mentioned, mm. uh, regardless of what iwi you are, I suspect we all want the same thing, right? Mm. We want to make sure that we can protect such a fragile ecosystem. We want to make sure that we can continue to, for Māori at least, have customary rights as they have up and down the country. And that should be the point that brings them together. And yeah. uh, it's been my discussion with Ngāti Paua as the first uh, reading of their bill for settlement has come up to say, right, we've got to come together on a few issues here yep. now. Putiki is one of them. Yep. There are some wider issues around Hodaki mm. and also into the downtown Auckland area as they do battle with Ngāti Whātua at the right. moment, which is a tricky space to be in. When it comes to Putiki, I've always been clear. We've got to sort this mana whenua thing out. We've got to be able mm. to be very clear on the interests that I have represented as the Māori MP for Tamaki Makoto. Uh, and it can only be led by iwi. Government's got to be the kind of group that will come in and say, let's focus on the prize here, whānau, bring them to the table and have that discussion there. Mm. I suppose this uh, segues quite nicely into my next question which is sort of moving back into uh, Tamaki as well as a wider uh, question about the um, 
about the kind of um, the the consultation that's going on at the moment with Auckland Council mm-hmm. about the best way for Maori representation to uh, right. to occur in 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 Tamaki. So. Um, our, our question was, uh, you know, is basically some feedback on, on how you feel the best way to move forward, forward for this is and how Māori can be best represented in, in Auckland Central, but also how do you feel that should trickle down? Should that trickle down to uh, local boards? Uh, what level do we, do we feel this, is, that this should, be, should go down to? Yeah, that's a really good question. And when we push through the legislation to allow Māori wards, we were always clear that Tamaki Makoto would be tricky. It has its separate mm-hmm. legislation with the super city. It's bigger. It's more diverse. It's got, you know, 72% of Ngāpuhi from Northland live in Auckland. So, you know, it, it, and, and yet we've also got competing interests of about 15 iwi across Auckland. So yeah. how do you get iwi representation on a ward? How do, you, how do you make sure that those who aren't local iwi are represented too. I know the consultation's open still, and yeah. I think it closes the first or second week of October, if I recall okay. correctly. Um, the uh, indications early are not healthy. They're not good. In fact, it, I've read a number of the submissions already, and they're quite racist. It's what oh, we've yeah. seen in other parts of the country about why should Māori get their own, and why should Māori have this and Māori have that. At the moment, it's being currently represented by the Iwi Māori Statutory Board, mm. Uh, which, which, which I think is a good medium at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to see Maori wards, yeah, but I'm I'm afraid that given what I've seen through the submissions and where our country is at at the moment, mm. I suspect it won't get across the line. Right. And then we'll, and then when we, and if we did decide it would have happen, then we've got to deal with all the other issues of how do you get representation from iwi. 72% of Ngāpuhi that live here want to be represented. Those are all challenges right. we're going to have to come up against. But ultimately, I'd love to see uh, Māori representation. But hey, let's throw something out there and have our first Māori mayor. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see that. And uh, I've already spoken to a few pretty good Māoris in Auckland who I think uh, could probably do a, a strong job. Right, right. <laughs> okay. Um, <coughs> so... Um I know we've talked a little bit about we talked a bit about uh, Putiki Bay and, and 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 that. So there's a couple of questions that are that are quite uh, dear to Waihikians' uh, thoughts, and they have been for many years now. This is the ideas around the Hauraki Golf Protection and um, and no catch kind of reserves, etc. So, do, what's your um, do you believe that the proposed Hauraki Golf Protection Plan is adequate, and are the interests of Maori adequately um, addressed in that plan? Mm. Uh, look, we've in working with the iwi, uh, they're pleased with the progress, mm. but uh, have been quite clear with me that it doesn't quite go far enough for them, and even for locals out here in Waiheke and, and other islands who have already expressed the same things to us. Uh, with my ministerial colleagues, we've been quite clear here that we've got to start somewhere, uh, and I appreciate that for some that's not far enough far enough in one go. Ultimately, though, we've been quite clear in my discussions with uh, David Parker and my colleagues that uh, eventually the hodaki is going to have to become some kind of a reserve. We've got to have more protection uh, while still allowing Fano to enjoy local harvest or you know a bit of recreational fishing, mm-hmm. but it's quite clear. That it's unsustainable to continue to have, mm. uh, you know, big commercial fishing interests in the Hodaki. Mm. Um, I'm quite clear in the iwi are to me that we should be pushing them further and further out, uh, which is something that I've advocated for with my colleagues. Mm. We've made a start with that protection bill. Uh, 
Um, but ultimately, I'd love to see it go further. So, this, I mean, there's a lot of concern around about recreational fishermen on the island who, uh, um, who that is a large kind of a, what would you call it, a pastime, I suppose, of, of, our, of our residents. Would, the, would a no-take zone exclude just recreational fishermen? How would you imagine you're going to balance the recreational yeah. uh, with the commercial for islands in general or even yeah. coastal areas? Yeah, if, if it was, and, and it's how they did it up in the Bay of Islands okay. for similar things is because obviously they're recreational fishing, it's a way of living, mm. and we want to continue to support that, but it's got to still be sustainable. Mm. And in order for us to do that, you've got to have, you've got to know how many are doing it yeah, and yeah. where they're doing it and what kind of catch they're taking, yep. right? Uh, in order for it to be sustainable. And, and I know some local fishers will go, oh, we've got to register and oh, we've got to get a license like you do for trout fishing, for example. Right. If that's what it takes to mm. protect our, our stocks, then we have to. We know that the hodaki, for example, is the fishery for snapper right across New Zealand. And we enjoy that up in the Bay of Islands where mm. my family come from. Mm. And we've seen it. When it suffers here, it suffers up there. So there are mechanisms to protect um, ultimately, though, we want to make sure we protect the stock. And if that means that uh, recreational fishes should be uh, managed more, then I'm all for that. Mm. And the first thing, if I had my way and could wave a, wave a magic wand, uh, I'd limit the catch size. Right. Simple as that. I mean, you know, you, how many people you know can eat more than 12 snapper? You know, or, or you know, like yep. you catch two or three snapper, yep. whanau, and that should be enough. But yeah. I think the numbers are too high. So, um, Penny, you are the you're the incumbent uh, in the in the seat, and we do have a local, uh, I suppose, candidate you could call her, and Darlene Tana. She's uh, running as the Green uh, from the Green Party, uh, uh, quite a long term uh, Waiheke resident. So, what um, what's the, what's um, why 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 do you think you are actually the most you know why are you the uh, the most appropriate person to hold this role? You might have a, you know might be quite a few people on Waiheke who are who are fans of Darlene or know her. So what's your uh, take on this? Look, the first thing I'll say is a big mihi to Darlene. She's my relative. The Tana family come from a little place called Moirua in Northern, where my mother lives and where my family come from. So we're closely related. She's passionate, and what I want to be clear to the whānau out here in Waiheke is Labour and the Green have already shown we work together. Mm. Uh, there's not a fight between Darlene and I. We're, we're quite clear that we work together. You know, she wants me to push a bit harder on some things, and, and I want her to tone some things back on her side. But together, we actually work well, and we've proven that over the past two terms of Parliament. Uh, where, where, where my point of difference is, is obviously I am the incumbent of... I've had opposition experience, ministerial experience, right all the way into cabinet. Uh, and I'm proud of the record that I've proven for Tamaki Makoto. Um, you know, for my part, housing's always been a big issue. Mm. Uh, we've built 6,500 new public homes, increased the community housing provider numbers from 5,000 houses to 12,000 houses, all in Tamaki Makoto under my watch. And mm. I've been quite pleased with that effort. And, uh, you know, working alongside the likes of Darlene and even Te Pāti Māori, mm. who talk very, you know, where policies aren't too dissimilar. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, that gives us an opportunity to have a very strong uh, conversation as we enter into debates heading up to the election. Mm. So the election is in, uh, what's the date for the election? November? October 14. Oh, October 14. Four weeks away, Fano. Four weeks. Wow. I, for some reason, I thought it was in November. Um <laughs> 
Hopefully so, that's the parade for the Rugby World Cup, but oh, yeah, oh, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you what are you most? Um, I mean, you're out you're out and about. Mm. Um, pretty, I imagine you've got a fairly busy schedule. Mm. What's your what's your what's your favourite kind of aspect of this time of your you know of your of your of your daily or not daily but your sort of uh, yeah you what's it, what is it like being out there I mean are you uh, are you tired are you is it passionate are you you know how are you uh, I'm always energised during a yeah. campaign because uh, you're you're out and about meeting Fano right mm. communities one of the challenges I've always had is I've been a minister now for six years mm. and. I was the defence minister for for three years, and you know that took me offshore. You know, yeah. I, I I went to conferences and everything around the world, supporting our defence force personnel, which takes me away from the community. So the mm. beauty about campaigns is it's get your feet back on the ground, get a bit dirty, mm. sit down with the community, um, have those discussions and debates, and I get energised by that. And, and I've got a great team with me, and there's some of the whānau out here in Waiheke who support me, and that's why we're out here. Have you, have you, have you, you know, encountered this, this cycle around? Do you feel there's a different um, – mm. I mean, there does, you know, seem to be quite uh, – a polarizing uh, aspects to New Zealand politics at the moment. Are you feeling that yourself while you're out there? And, and what what do you how do you how do you combat that? Or yeah. how are you you know what's the Maori sort of way of of, of tackling these yeah. kind of issues? It's different. It's definitely different. I mean, yeah. this is my fourth election, mm. and right. this is the most different of all of them. Mm. Um, you know, I posted online the other day that the first time in nine years I've had a hoarding with the word nigger written on it. Right. on my hoarding and it's the first time in four elections that's yeah. ever happened to me and it's disturbing and it's upsetting and my family see it you know and and, and it hurts mm. um, but the only way to tackle that is head on you know I don't shy mm. down shy away from mm. any conversation even on prickly subjects right and I've said to some of those people who who troll our social medias like I'll be at this cafe at this time you come on down and have a discussion mm. nobody shows up yeah, and so that speaks to the kind of faceless anonymity that uh, that people are, are working and operating behind in this election. And coming directly to this election, COVID has clearly left a big hangover in our country, and and I'm upfront about that. I was one of the COVID ministers. It was mm. bloody tough, no doubt about it. Mm. Um, but that doesn't mean people, you know, should act behind uh, anonymity and, and, and think they can do the kind of divisive things that I've seen in a, on a more personal front. You know, Winston Peters is my uncle. Uh, David Seymour, while he won't tell all the ex supporters out there, is actually Māori yeah, from yeah, Ngāti yeah. here from the far north. So he's a distant relative of mine. Mm. So their kind of rhetoric fuels this mm. this this undertone and this tide of negativity which... I think is absolutely despicable, but like I say, mm. I'm here to confront it head on. Nice. Well, Penny, thank you for coming in uh, today. Uh, we really appreciate your time and uh, and your work and uh, as a representative of the people. And um, we look forward to uh, to, the, to the election and seeing how you you fare. And uh, good luck from us. And yeah. uh, we hope to see you again sometime. Yeah, thank you, and thank you for having me. And look forward to enjoying a good day here. Kia ora.